0: You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee podcast, episode 131. Last week, health coach Jerry Anderson told us that our health is more important than our 401k, and he gave some helpful tips to combat stress and stay in shape while traveling for business. This week, we talk with real estate investor Bobby Keel from Keepon Cashflow, and he's going to talk about what it's like to live in one country while investing in real estate in another. You don't want to miss it. This show is brought to you by Jumpstart HR, an innovative HR consulting company that helps grow and protect small businesses and startups. You can learn more about Jumpstart HR by visiting jumpstart-hr.com. Before we get started, I want to shout out our reviewer of the week, Jason Kavanis, HR, who says, Business Life & Coffee provides great insight into the world of business and how to be successful. Joey is a great interviewer and conversationalist. You can tell he puts his guests at ease, which leads to the best possible conversation. Wow. Thanks, Jason. I'm so glad you're tuned into the podcast, and I really hope that your business is booming. Of course, I want to hear from you as well. So make sure you subscribe and review on iTunes so I can read your review on an upcoming episode of the podcast. And while you're listening, screenshot this episode and share to your IG Insta story or Twitter Twitter. And tag me, Joey V. Price HR, so we can connect because I love sharing your post on my Insta story too.
1: Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy, Joey Price.
0: Greetings, and thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Now, a Washington Post article was recently released, and it said that only one in six millennials between age 25 and 37 have $100,000 saved in their bank accounts. Well, if you're checking your finance apps right now and you're wondering how's that even remotely possible to make happen, you'll want to tune into this episode with my guest, Billy Kills. Billy is an author, speaker, educator, and long distance investor. He's the founder of Keep On Cash Flow, and he invests in properties in the United States while living in Barcelona, Spain. And he's also one of those awesome millennials that you just want to listen to. Billy, thanks for joining the show. Joy, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, Billy, what started you on your long-distance real estate investing journey?
1: Uh, well, I guess it started back, uh, it was probably in the mid-2000s. I was uh, working, in a corporate, uh, working in a corporate role. Um, I'd gone through the 2000 downturn. Uh, my stock portfolio crashed, and, and it happened again in 2008. And I just got really, you know, I I became really frustrated. And I thought, you know, I'm working really, really hard, and there are things that are outside of my control that I just can't. uh, I I, I are frustrating me, and you know, losing losing a large portion of my of my stock portfolio in value. And I, I, was just, I was just frustrated and I started looking for new alternatives or new, new asset classes to be able to invest in. And, um, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, um, and, and I, that seemed like the right thing to do. I was uh, living in Spain. I wanted to apply a lot of the same lessons that I was learning there to buy, uh, apartment buildings or, or an apartment at that time. And, um, and the numbers just weren't actually quite the same um and then one thing led to the next and before I knew it I was uh, reaching back to the network back in the United States and uh, realized that it would make a lot more sense for me to invest although tens of thousands of miles or kilometers away to be able to do that in the states so the it really started from just the frustration of not having any control over my portfolio to uh then moving to an area where I thought I would have a lot more control so that was kind of the uh the genesis, if you will, to get me started in long-distance investing.
0: Well, Billy, I, I imagine that it's pretty scary to uh, invest in, in property that you can't just reach out and touch. What's that experience like? You know what, Julie? I would say in the beginning, this this challenge, it was definitely scary,
1: uh, but it's actually been one of the best things that could ever happen to me, right? Having learned a lot about process uh, and leadership in, in my corporate roles, um, I realized that I could apply a lot of those same skill sets to uh, building a, a, a real estate portfolio and being able to do that thousands of miles away. So on one hand, it was, it was really scary because it was like, wow, I'm going to invest a lot of my own money and time in something that I can't just walk down the street to do. But as a result, it's been one of the greatest assets that I have because I've had to learn how to really build a business um Instead of just buying uh, a property. So that fear turned into a great motivation and focus and has really, really helped uh, me to grow uh, as a leader, helped us to be able to uh, house more families. Uh, and it's also been great as it relates to working with uh, with investors and, and their dreams.
0: I love it, man. I love that you took the challenge of just buying a building and, and pivoting into making that a, a business. I think so often as entrepreneurs, as solopreneurs, the conversation is always around what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? But the reality is if you're building a business, it should be about what can my team do? What can my team do? What can what can I automate? What can I delegate? So uh kudos to you, man, for for making that happen and, and growing along the way. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it yeah we're you're tuning into the business life and coffee podcast our guest today is billy kills and he is the founder of keep on cash flow now billy talk to us about keep on cash flow what is it that you do under that brand i've seen some youtube videos uh i I love your your video on why saving is actually terrible for you um and i love for you to talk about that in a a little bit but what is what is keep on cash flow what's the what's the genesis story of it
1: yeah. So really, keep on cash flow. What we what we strive to do is, you know, help really busy, specifically corporate, um, uh, corporate citizens or corporate soldiers, um, be able to become more educated on new options uh, that exist in the marketplace, uh, helping them to build uh, financial intelligence so that they can create the lifestyle that they really want to lead. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, myself being someone who's worked a better part of uh, almost 20 years in the corporate world, uh, just realize a lot of times it's about changing uh, your your philosophy around money and your mindset, so that you can really live the lifestyle that you want to be able to lead. So that is that's really the basis. I want to help go out and share uh, the lessons that uh, I've been able to learn and, and share those with other people. Uh, specifically that are working in the
0: in the corporate environments or the multinational environments let's say okay and as you're out there sharing lessons with people what have been some of the greatest could you give me three aha moments that people experience uh after talking with you and, and learning more about what it is that you're doing Sure, I, I think one one of the things you you've kind of mentioned before. So uh,
1: well, you talked about savings, and maybe I'll come back to that one. But uh, the the first thing is, I guess, aha moments when you when you begin to when you're so busy in a corporate role, uh, we're really a lot of times people are focused on what is what is what can I do with the least amount of resistance as it relates to my money because I don't have time to really focus on anything else. I want to make sure that I'm climbing the ladder. I want to make sure that I spend time with my family when I have that. And so, um, you know, I would typically go to the to the easiest thing, which is, uh, you know, whether it's a, a 401k plan or, or something like that or some kind of, of a paper asset. So the first thing I would say is people just realize that, wow, there are actually other alternatives uh, that I can look into in terms of being able to I- I- invest, it, right? And so I, w- I would say that that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing as it relates to just the interactions would, would be the fact of the matter is, you know, when you start to look at investing in a new asset class, specifically into real estate, a lot of times people think, wow, I actually have to invest in a place that's just in my backyard because I can go down and, and see it and touch it. Um, and that it's kind of a, it's, it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people because then they realize, wow, I can actually do this long distance. Uh, and then I would say as it relates to, to, um, to investing, just a lot of times, also people realize, wow, I don't actually need to do this investing in real estate myself. Uh, it can actually be done for me, um, and and so it's. It, 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 I would say those are the are the three things that um, that are kind of the aha's when people walk away.
0: Nice, nice. And if you want to check out uh, Billy's site, you can go to www keeponcashflow.com. That's K-E-P-O-N-C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W.com. And he's also got a YouTube channel. And I, I mentioned that earlier. Now, with the YouTube channel, uh, I saw your video and I 100% agree with the message. But tell people why saving money alone uh, is, is, can actually be bad for you in the long run. Sure. I'll do that. And just want to make
1: one just slight clarification. The, the, the website is K E E P is in Paul O N cashflow.com. Um, and then, you know, so let me just, I'll, I'll try and use a very simple example um, to talk about savings. Um, so let, let's imagine that you are, you know, you're sitting in, you're, you're here with us at the table and, or you and you go back to your, to your, um, to your bank account, or you're listening maybe right now, and you're thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, I actually want to see something. I'm going to see what is the what is the 100,000 euros or $100,000 that's currently sitting in my bank account in a, in a savings account? How is that actually working out for me in terms of an investment? So if you can consider that, let's take just an average, that that 100,000 euros or dollars is currently earning today 0.5% uh, of a return per year. So that's actually earning 100. So on that hundred thousand dollars, you're actually going to be earning $500 in terms of interest, right? Which, you know, that could be depending on where you are, that could be good or that could be bad. Uh, but let's consider that you're earning half a percent on the money that's sitting in the bank. When you compare that to where inflation, um, is, probably 1.2, 1.4%. If you then consider you're earning 0.5%, but your buying power is actually decreasing because the inflation, let's just use 1% for math. So actually every year you're losing half a percent in terms of your purchasing power. So you you have to, at a certain point, you think to yourself, yes, it feels right, because you see the money in the account, but is your money actually working harder than just normal day-to-day life? And I, when I, you, know, you talk about the, the, the kind of the aha moment, sometimes people, we don't think about that because we see the money in our account. But we just, we really need to be, or you need to be aware of the fact that, yes, it's in the account, but you're losing money. That, that money is becoming worth less every single day.
0: Yeah, and I think that is so huge because sometimes we can think, all right, we have we have money in the bank. It looks good. I see that that piling away. I'm putting aside $200 a paycheck or $500 a paycheck or $10 a paycheck. Whatever whatever it is, you know, whatever dis- discipline people have with investing and uh that looks mm-hmm. good, but really and I think it goes back to that rich dad poor dad moment. It's all about the interest rates. And how your money's working for you or how it's not working for you. Because when you, when you give that story of, you know, that, that 0.5% versus the 1% of inflation, you're, you have your money only working half as, as good. It's only keeping up halfway. So, uh, if if, if that, if your money, you know, if your money were an employee, you would say, well, you're only being half as, (laughs) half as productive as you should be, uh, just to keep status quo. Um, so so i love it i love it i love, I love that
1: analogy joy that's great <laughs> I,
0: i'm i'm the, with the hr guy uh, man with so kinda, i love that one I'm, I'm the hr guy so i've got to turn it into a, a people conversation somehow <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's, a, that's great
0: i love it i love it hey I, I, i'm in i'm just curious here and again uh if you're just tuning in it's billy keels he is the uh founder of uh of, of, of keep on cash flow and um I want to ask Billy, so you're investing in the U.S., you live in Europe, uh, Mm -hmm. are you also evaluating projects to invest in in Europe and what's the market like compared to the U.S.? Yeah, sure, Um, so am I evaluating, let's put it this way, today I am
1: 100% focused on the U.S. real estate market, the U.S. residential real estate market. And I I like to call this my, my PEC theory, the PEC theory for really focusing on the United States market as it relates to Europe in terms of residential. And the first reason is for the population. I I just, it's a very, a growing population uh, in the U.S., uh, more than 380 million uh, people in a single Area with common language, common currency. Um, when you compare that to to Europe, um, you have multiple languages, multiple currencies, and 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 just different ways of of doing business. Then you have the economy in the U.S. Um, constantly strong, low unemployment. As you know, if you compare that to uh, uh, Europe in general, or specifically, I'll compare that to Spain. Uh, I was even seeing today that the 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 rate in Spain has now gone from twenty six percent unemployment to sixteen percent um so when you look at the economies it, it tilts towards the u.s and as it relates to culture just in the u.s there's such a culture of moving uh, we talk about people uh, you know in the u.s i think the statistic was on average uh the average u.s uh citizen will change jobs somewhere between uh nine to eleven times during their career and usually that's moving from one city to the next so that just makes a, a much more uh, for someone who is providing uh, housing for for um for families, it just it takes me towards the United States uh, in terms of where I want to place my capital and now my investor's capital um there there are some things about uh, Europe that I prefer not to uh, be focused on. Uh, there are very uh, let's say that in the u s put it this way in the u s the 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 owner or the landlord in terms of which state you may go to the the laws are much in more in your favor uh, i think it's probably a lot of people that are, have lived in europe will understand that there are lots of rights for um, tenants and sometimes those go beyond uh, what an investor would want to do in terms of being able to manage risk and so for those reasons population economy and culture I really love the United States, and for some of the laws that are written in favor of tenants in Europe, uh, specifically I would say Spain, uh, it
0: makes me focus much more on the United States. Okay, so it's it's just the the right fit for you and your and your financial goals and and your outlook to invest here in the United States. Correct. Correct. And- and just a quick clarifying question here, and we'll kind of pivot into more of the personal side of things, because this is the business, yeah. life, and coffee show. So um, let's clarify, you are a U.S. citizen, correct? That's correct. I yep. am a
1: U.S. citizen. Okay. And I've
0: been living in Europe uh, for the last almost 15 years now nice so let's talk about um i was i was listening to one of your youtube videos and you mentioned that not only were you one of the first of uh grandchildren to um visit uh, or graduate from college but you're actually one of the first to travel outside of the united states so what Mm -hmm. has what has life and the experiences and and all that you're doing now what has that meant for you uh, from a personal perspective
1: uh, well, I, you know, I think a lot about, um, I think about my, my, my parents really in terms of traveling because one of the things they always did, number one, they, they sacrificed a lot for us and always encouraged us to, to go out and meet new people, be in new situations. And at a time, at times it was very uncomfortable, you know, because I was the only uh, ex. In, in a classroom, the only kid in a, in a particular classroom uh, the new kid. And so I had the nucleus with my brother and sister, but because we moved around so much as younger kids, um, I, it allowed me to adapt, um, and, and be curious about other people. And, and, and that curiosity continues even today. Um, and, and it's one of the things that drives me to want to continue to learn. I wanted to continue to educate. Uh, and I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, I mean, today, uh, by the time I was 27 years old, I'd, I'd worked and traveled throughout some 58 different countries. Um, as of today, um, I have had my life so positively impacted by people from some 80 plus different countries, uh, and it's just when when I can draw back on on different experiences, whether it was uh, walking on the Great Wall of China or um, you know traveling with friends at the at the end of Ushuaia in in Argentina or my first trip on an African safari, all of these different experiences have allowed me to continue to stay curious, and because of that curiosity and and the, the, the interactions that I've had with so many different people around the world from different cultures, different languages, it's helped to enrich me as a person. And that's also one of the things that I want to continue to work on paying forward.
0: Uh, with others, well, Billy, I know that people are probably saving for their uh, their summer trips and and things right now. What are what have been some of your best moments uh, in travel, and where would you recommend people? what are some places that you've you've got to check out? You've got to add to your bucket list. Wow,
1: um, I personally love Barcelona, Spain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know
1: recently this probably been a little bit different. I I, I love uh, Barcelona, and and it's such a I guess it's such a macro question because everybody has different, um, you know, desires. If you're looking for, you know, something that is very isolated and, uh, and exclusive, you may want to look at somewhere like the Seychelles or, or the, or French Polynesia. Um, if you really want uh, lots of adventure and and movement, it could be, uh, Las Vegas or, or Paris or New York. And if you want something that is going to be very family friendly, um uh, you, you know, I think of places that, you know, like Orlando. Um, so I think that's such a personal question. It's just uh, what I would say is anyone who is thinking about traveling, uh, <clears throat> it, it should go beyond the thought because what is waiting on the other side of that trip are experiences that you will be able to learn from and grow as a result of, and you'll also be able to share those with other people. And you become... Another value adder by 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 taking that trip by be being a part of that um, of
0: experience really awesome. So I hope
1: that answers. The, the, I hope,
0: hopefully that answers the, the question. It does, and I love your approach of recognizing that everybody travels for different reasons. Um, so I think you gave a, a lot of good destinations, both domestic for the U.S. and then international for those that are looking to add more stamps to their to their passport. So, uh, Billy, we're going to bring this to a close here. And uh, I wanted to leave with some action steps. Um, you know, we've talked a lot yeah. about your your goals, your successes, your wins, some of the innovative things that you're doing with uh, investing abroad. Um, well, for you investing abroad, if someone wanted to, li- we're listening to this conversation today and they said, I want to do what Billy's doing. What are the f- best first steps that a person should take if they wanna invest abroad, or even just start in real estate investing?
1: Well, you know, I would say the first thing is just get educated. Um, it, there's so much free content that's out there nowadays. I mean, the internet is amazing. Uh, you've talked about Google, you've talked about U- YouTube. Um, you can find things on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, and, it's, and most of it is free stuff. So I, I would say number one, get educated. Uh, the second thing is, you, and as part of that education, you need to be very clear as to why you would want to make that step, right? Be very clear as to why you decide that you want to invest in X, Y, or Z, uh, because there will be moments that are going to be very difficult, and you're going to need to get back to that Y and cling to that Y to get you through uh, the, the tough time. Um, and, so, so, and also, too, start before you're ready. Start before you're ready because if you wait for every single light to turn green, you will never move forward. If you have a destination and you wait for every light to turn green, you will never make it to the destination. So, um, and that, and that's just something I want to share from my heart because it's something as, as someone who is, uh, going through recovery as a perfectionist, it's something that, uh,
0: that I just want to share with, uh, with, with you because I think it's important. Well, Billy, thanks for joining us at the Business Life and Coffee podcast today. I really appreciate your words, your energy. Um, You're exciting. I'm going to have you on my radar, man. And uh, I was just in Milan. Uh, Oh, wow. I was just in Milan. But next time, my wife and I take a trip. Uh, we'll probably do Germany, Spain. So I'm gonna look you up, and uh, we'll probably grab a grab a drink or something. Hey, you know
1: what, That would be that would be my pleasure. And the next time when you do make it over here, because I I can already tell when you're a person and when you say you're going to, you're going to. So <laughs> I would love to meet up with you. I would love to to see you uh, on this side of the pond. And I know you mentioned before if, if you if you're okay with it, I do would like to say I know a lot of times. Uh, typically, we're you know we're talking to different types of people, and because everybody has different ways, uh, I'm also happy to if there or, or any of your um, listeners would would want to kind of get an idea and just uh, chat. I'm happy to do that. Um, I Would be happy for them to go to uh, they can speak to me at uh, bitly, the b i t dot l y forward slash speak with Billy, and to chat with them, kind of share some more of the insights that we've done. Uh, For those of you that like to read, um, last year had a um, best-selling book published on Amazon. They can pick that up for free at growyourmoneythesmartway.com. And as you said before, if anybody just wants to kind of look around and see what we're doing, you can
0: feel free to do that at keeponcashflow.com. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.
1: Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLC moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.